0: And now it's time for Miss Weedwicky speaks. Of the amazing website, I personally consider a love letter to self-love. It's called www.allthingsmistrish.com.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Ah, uh, thanks for having me. You actually brought tears to my eyes by saying that. Whoa, I was not expecting that one. Jeez Louise, thank you. That's awesome. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I worked hard on my website. So that really makes that really feels good. Thank you, Khadisha. That's so awesome. Wow.
0: I could tell tell looking at it. There's a lot of care put into it. So I figure first impressions, you know, if that if that's what you definitely (laughs) felt it. And also I should point out, I believe you design t-shirts, right? I do. I totally do. One of my
1: favorite things that I started doing this year. Oh my God. The best
0: thing. Our listeners need to um, check our Instagram page because I believe one of your t shirts are featured on one of our Bud Sisters of the Week. Absolutely. The melanated one, I believe. That's
1: right. right. It totally is. It says melanin on it that dark splash of magic that makes people of color extremely exquisite. That's what the shirt says.
0: (laughs) Listen, it's a beautiful shirt on a beautiful model. And the way everything was captured I, I gotta
1: give you props for it so oh, thank you so much i appreciate that a lot you are like really making me tear up here i did not i wasn't expecting that much whoa thank you
0: i really appreciate that well, thank you for talking with us today could you tell our listeners where you're
1: joining us from i am joining you from montreal canada Cold out here. Uh, (laughs) Your hometown, but Montreal. (laughs) Indeed. Montreal, Montreal, Canada, for sure. That's where I'm from. It's also,
0: for full disclosure, where I'm born and raised. I lived there for the first 21 years of my life
1: as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and you know what's so good? I, I actually lived in Toronto for 10 years of my life as well. So Toronto's a second home to me. I like totally want to move back, you know, when the time is right. But yeah, I, uh, Toronto's a second home for me. I know it like the back of my hand, And oh. I miss it every day too. Well, so then you get—you probably enjoy the best of both worlds. Like I do, I do. I'm very lucky when I visit, and I'm also very lucky when I leave because home is where the heart is and where my bed is. So <laughs> that makes perfect
0: sense. That makes perfect
1: sense. But it definitely is best of both worlds for sure.
0: Well, I—I met just to tell our listeners. I met Trish through our Afro Canada Bud Sisters group, which is a oh. group normalizing cannabis use for Black women across Canada. Um, and in that light, I was wondering could you tell our listeners a bit about what stands out the most to you
1: about your journey in cannabis? So um, recently, I discovered that I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from anxiety and when things happen like I literally get like a heart pain like a you know a heartache absolutely so and I was having trouble sleeping with my anxiety attacks however I'm not a smoker like I don't smoke cannabis I actually have to have it within something so throughout the summertime when I was suffering from the anxiety attacks one of our bud sisters who was really like look like she's really good you know Karen shout out to Karen you know what I'm saying? so Karen basically helped me out with what I would need. Oh, there's another bud sister, which is uh, Sabrina. She's great as well. So, those ladies helped me out with my journey in what I can take to make me fall asleep. And Sabrina was very helpful with the cannabis oil, THC. And then after Karen introduced me to, it was like almost like another liquid. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it helped me fall asleep and calm me down. Um, And then I also have another work colleague from my previous job who actually bought me chocolates, Indica chocolates, which actually assisted me so much. So I don't take them often, but when I realize I can't sleep or I'm coming up with an anxiety attack, I'll take a little bit of THC oil or I'll cook with it or I'll put it within something that I have to just make it all smooth and calm me down and make me feel a little bit better, you know, so it's been very helpful. I cannot say anything bad about it. I've been able to sleep longer as well, because I'm a woman who sleeps four hours, five hours, you know, but when I actually include that in my meals, or in my breakfast, or in my drinks, or anything of that nature, it makes me sleep for much longer, and peacefully, I don't toss and turn, I don't get up to use the (sighs) washroom, because that's a habit of mine, you know, so I sleep really well, when I actually take those things so I, I love it I really love it I, I'm happy it's helpful and I don't have to rely on sleep aids from the pharmacy or anything from my doctor from the farm phar- you know what I mean I'm, I'm very happy that something natural could actually assist me in my rest because I need rest to work like everybody and,
0: else you know and that's exactly you know what so many people in our group they they discuss and I, I'm so glad that you know and I'm grateful for you sharing about your struggles with anxiety because that is definitely one of the recurring themes I've yes. been hearing with every conversation, especially you know, um, with the majority of my guests today being Black women. You yes, know? it's it. Twenty twenty has been uh,
1: putting us through it. Oh, my. <laughs> put it mildly. Absolutely. And what's happening too is like twenty twenty is like the year I find of twenty twenty vision. So we are also coming to uh, to grips with a lot of things between ourselves and other people. And once that happens, that can also bring you anxiety because you're facing the truth of things that, you know, you've overlooked because you've been working a nine to five forever and having two jobs and taking care of your children and doing different things in one. Now, 2020 has given us the chance to relax and actually face what's going on, which is causing a lot of the anxiety. Do you know what I mean? So- To have yes. that outlet to go to once we're facing these things again, you know, it's, it's really, it's really good. Really yeah. great.
0: And you, you, you kicked on you touched on something too with the the nature of, of how anxiety manifests itself this year, because with that 2020 clarity, once you know something, you have to do something about it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like either you got to change what you don't like about it or, right. you know, you have to make adjustments with the clarity comes the need to, to decide something because even the act of not
1: doing anything is a decision. That's it, right? So a decision is a decision. And sometimes there are really hard decisions to make. And it could bring you again back to that stress level because you have to not do what you normally are used to do, you know? So we also had to change a lot of our habits in 2020 as well, which is also it's almost like you're stepping into a blind zone, you know, and that can bring another form of anxiety as well. So we faced a lot this year, we really did, especially with a lot of the deaths that are happening and just the rise of the numbers in the pandemic, everything that we're seeing, it it, it does bring anxiety. as people say that oh I'm not worried about it or whatever the case may be we are living in it on a day-to-day basis we don't know what's going to happen next you know yep. so that, again stress and anxiety once more
0: yeah and 2020 on top of it um add it add to the pandemic um the stakes feel higher yes because of the pandemic but I don't know about you but I continue to to wait for the other shoe to drop I still think we're you know, um, one other incident away from another George Floyd incident. and okay. you know um, I worry about you know the momentum dropping with that Yes. yes. And, and yet the toll that it puts on everybody that does that frontline community activism work
1: in the protest. Right. Absolutely. That's, it's scary. And and you're right. I'm waiting for that too. And, you know, um, when George Floyd, when that whole George Floyd situation happened, I don't know about you, but it feels like half of the pandemic problems went just kind of silent for a bit because we were fighting so hard for justice, you know, and It's just like, okay, so now we know this change needs to happen. But then after the pandemic came and sweeped it right back under the rug, and I'm just like, no, we we still need to keep on talking about this. Breonna Taylor happened after that. Like, There's so many people that happened after that. And it's just like, we, we just stopped because of the pandemic. And it sucks. We still have to keep on fighting. And I really feel like we don't have to wait until someone passes away for us to fight, you know, like that's the problem too. Yes, the pandemic opened our eyes, but we should still be fighting regardless every single day, you know, every
0: uh, But fighting uh, takes effort and and you gotta fight smart because we don't have unlimited resources in terms of the emotional labor that goes into it.
1: Right, that's true. You definitely have to fight smart. I do agree with that 100% because I also do believe too that rioting doesn't help. Protests help. Yes. Yes, rioting dangerously. No, because that's going to be like, well, that's told you. That's what black people do. Do you know what I mean? Yes, some something else to talk about. If we can bring this peacefully to whoever is in charge, Congress, wherever we can. Right. We would, I'm telling you great strides, but I do believe sometimes that they do ignore it because of the violence that happens, you know, and I'm not saying it's always melanated people because it's not, yeah, as we know, the media has shown different, you know, races and colors and cultures doing the violence, but yeah. they do focus more on us when it does come to the violence and it comes to the destruction and stuff like that. Yes, there may be other people doing it, but everything we do is a problem, everything we do. We can cross the street. It's a problem, you know, so. they will notice we- me, Joey, walking before they <laughs> notice certain not. people. You know what I mean? So we can do it smarter. We have to come together and not be afraid. There's a lot of fear um, also instilled in us as well. You know, when we do stand up for ourselves, there's a lot of fear that comes against us. And I think that that's what a lot of people are afraid of with the pandemic as well. It's like, oh, don't go close to anybody. Now we can't protest. You know what I mean? $6,000 of a fine. If you protest, it's just all fear all in one. So there has to be ways we can still fight. And I do believe anything is possible, but it takes time as well. Right. Time and effort for sure. Yeah.
0: But one thing we don't have to fight about is access to cannabis. How long have you been using cannabis? Cause you,
1: you, you cause you don't really smoke, but I su- did you smoke periodically before? I did When I was um, in my twenties, I did smoke more. Um, I would say since I'm about 20 years old, so that takes about 10 years. I did a little bit in high school too, but I don't really count that because it wasn't a lot, but about 10 years. I've never really been like a joint, you know what I mean? Like I can't really smoke smoke because it it makes me hallucinate. It's not for my body, but I've always had it mixed into things and that has been fine for me. Like it's it's worked for me. So it's been about 10 years on and off, I can say. Okay. And you are
0: joining us from Montreal, which is a different province for me. Yes. And I've not been living there for oh gosh, uh, 30 years now. No, 20, 25 years. Woo! 25 okay. years I've been away. Okay. So um, what's it like being, you know, what's the legal cannabis scene like in Quebec
1: in well, Montreal? We have the SQDC out here, which okay. is which is known as the weed store, but it is government owned. um when you do go in there you do have to show your id uh they do take your information as well um and you're basically you basically do get everything that you need however it's all from the government so they do have everything from chocolates to lollipops to you know oils everything you need but you have to remember your name is registered and it's government owned. that's how it is your name is registered just to walk in when you go in there you need your id
0: when you're buying absolutely okay but isn't it just to check your ID, they scan
1: it? Register it in the system.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, my privacy radar is, is yep. ringing off the chains at that. Absolutely. Um, just because, yes, um, the primary, one of the biggest directives in the Cannabis Act in Canada is to keep it away from children. You don't need to register people's private information to do that. I agree.
1: I agree, but they do, they're, they're like, oh, can we have your ID? Yee, why do you need my ID for, you know what I mean? But yeah, they do register it. They put it in the computer. They definitely do.
0: Mm-hmm. I am stunned. Now, yeah. um, how many locations would you say there are? Like, are there a lot of these SDCQ? I would think there's
1: about, from what I, I only know of two. But I know, I'm sure there's more of that. I'm sure there's more. I don't know how many exactly, but I only know of two. There's one downtown Montreal and there's one in the south shore of Montreal. So Servicing where- everybody? Yeah. And yeah. do they have a delivery option or? That I don't know. You know what? I can actually look it up as I talk to you. Hold on. Let me see. Let's see if they have a delivery option. Yes, they do. Oh my God, that's true. One of my good friends. Yes, I can say that off the bat of my head. They actually do. Okay. You have a delivery service because I remember somebody got it delivered to their house. That is, they do have a delivery service, but it is a little bit more expensive because of course the government needs to make money. So <laughs> but, Mr. Krish, I'm still
0: wrapping a, like, what's the population for our listeners of Montreal that, that you can say off the
1: top of your head? Population Montreal listeners, hmm, maybe about a hundred. I would give us a nice hundred, a nice round figure of a hundred. No, but I meant how many, what's
0: the population of the city of Montreal and surrounding area? Population of Montreal that I don't
1: know off the top of my head either, and I don't want to give bad facts. No problem.
0: I used to be able to say that you know, uh, Toronto was like 2.5 million just because they'd have it probably does have that much people, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just Toronto and not all the surrounding areas. Mississauga is like close to a million on top of that, so they're their own city in a sense, they have like right? and Brampton and, oh. and all them. So, but I'm just, just for our listeners, the reason why I'm asking is because. It feels like everybody is woefully underserved by having just two locations for cannabis. Disp- That's
1: what I'm thinking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the number that Google popped up with, and it's 4,221,000 people. That is how it met the population of Montreal 2020, that is what I... Popped in and let's just see how many SQDCs there are. So, because I because I wanna I don't want to give the wrong in, info, Montreal. So there's one in Shadegay, Queen Mary, Gatineau, Saint Catherine, De Sourses, Sherbrooke, Brassard. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven of them. And that
0: came up. That came wow. up as, yeah. Wow, that's that feels like it's really underserving.
1: I think the so too. I think so too. And then you have to line up to get in there as well. And that's, I think, I believe that's, that's pre-COVID. That's also pre-COVID. Let me let you know. Because at some point when the SQDC first opened up, from what I understand, they were only opened on the weekends so that's why the lines were nuts like that absolutely i used to work downtown montreal and i used to take a browse walk all the way from my workplace all the way to atwater just to have a nice walk summer walk and every time i would walk by the sqdc there would be a line and i'm like yo what is everybody lining up for then i realized that's what it was the line seriously sis it was literally like around the bend i
0: saw that last year when i was down there in summer now aesthetically what do these stores look like? Because if it's what I saw, it looked like an industrial location. It did not look like, um, like an SAQ store that you'd go in and buy, you know, like with glass or display, like just from the outside, it looked like, um, with, especially with the people lined up, it almost looked like people were lining up to go and collect something.
1: The one that was is downtown is actually pretty high class, just glass there. You know what I'm saying? It's downtown, so they had to make it away. You know what I mean? Um, okay. the one that I saw in the South Shore, it looked small. It looked. I didn't go inside, but from the outside, it looked quite small, and I guess. I don't know what the inside looked like but it just looks smaller than the one downtown for sure but the one downtown is quite eloquent the way that they've built it I'm like oh okay you know it's very nicely put together very they have to appeal to the downtown but there is an appeal to downtown like yeah absolutely there's an appeal to the downtown one but remember it's downtown they have to appeal to downtown because that's where the money is
0: right people are willingly standing in line
1: too to go in Oh, my gosh. Yes. I remember going up and down St. Catherine. People are standing in line around the bed. I thought they were lining up for H&M. Because it's so close to H&M as well. Any of the Montrealers listening, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's so close to the H&M or Forever 21 is across the street or whatever. I thought it was a new store. I thought a Nike shoe came out. The way that people were lined up, sis, I was just like, snap. Bang. Okay. Pre-COVID.
0: Pre-COVID. So, yeah. Now, that now, as a cannabis consumer, does seeing that make you want to purchase cannabis from them? Hell no. No. I not can't see that. it making me want to either. First of all, I do not have patience for lines. I think I lost patience yeah. for them sometime around 40. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. I don't line up for anything unless it's for the five minutes that I'm waiting to show someone my ticket into something. Like, I don't... Right. I don't do lineups. so I don't,
1: lines either. I don't see the point in lines.
0: I remember I was trying to go to a person's outdoor birthday in a park um, in August when, you know, things were still a little bit more safer. Right. And uh, Natalie and I tried to visit Ganjika House in Brampton. Oh, okay. And I, I was impressed that it was like a, its own cell store, store with easy parking. Like it looked like maybe someone had bought an old Harvey's or something and converted it. Oh okay um in just that type of strip mall area but you know when, when it's got its own structure yes but yes as I pulled up I saw the line outside and around the building I turned
1: around and it's we like yeah uh no weed today from these guys this, I don't blame you I don't blame you nothing is that serious I'm going to tell you a little story about a line as well that I turned back from when I used to live in Toronto I used to live in Scarborough Scarborough pick up all my Scarborough people <laughs> Scarborough, right? And I used to live close to Orton Park. I, that's not where I ended off. But anyway, oh. basically a place called Chicken Joy. All of my people in Scarborough basically a place called Chicken Joy. Okay. Right on Kingston Road. I believe it was Kingston, and I'm going to say like Lawrence or whatever. Ma- no, you know.
0: morning morningside. And it's right thank the same you. plaza that has had the Jerk King, which is no. That, thank you, Kanisha. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so uh, why- Jerk King did not survive COVID, my dear. Mm-hmm. And they had the best jerk pork in the city. Not we so bad. Covid, man. Anywho. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Go,
1: Let's go back. Go yes. my, bro- my brother was down in the city, you know, that time, and I wanted to show him around, and I was like, "Oh, Chicken Joy is dope. Let's go there, sis." People had their face like pressed up against the glass, waiting for chicken on a Friday night. I said, hell no, I am not. Here's what we're not doing. We're not having chicken joy tonight. I was like, is this a line? Like the people were outside, pesta, this, that, arguing because the line's so long. I said, you know what, (laughs) it is not that serious for me. We're going to order a Popeyes and keep it moving. Like, it was so bad. I don't do lines. I am with you. I do not do lines. Let me tell you. Nope. Which brings
0: me, though. So, we're talking now, just to remind our listeners, because we can be focused, we're talking about lineups outside of cannabis, adult use recreational cannabis dispensaries in two major cities. Now, I want to remind you the Cannabis Act has these mandates, which, you know, was. The, the framework as to why they would, you know, accept legalization, the, the, the framework for legalization of cannabis. Mm-hmm. One priority was to keep it away from children. The okay. other was to basically destroy the illicit market, right? They want to get rid of the illicit market, organized crime and all that. Right. How is anybody going to give up their weed man
1: to stand in oh. line outside a building? Let's like, be wrong right? Like, how is anybody going to do that? Some people have resorted to growing their own stuff, which I don't even blame them. I don't even blame them. Nobody wants to stand in a line. It's that t- the meat weed man, you give him a whatever. And that's it. You guys are gone. It takes two seconds. You're not even friends with the guy. He just supplies when he needs to supply. And that's it. It's yep. two seconds. Yes. A line? No, no, that's, that's not cool. No, one's going to want to do that. I'm sorry. Right.
0: right. So, and I, and, and that's why I brought it up because that's two ways, at least in the Montreal and surrounding area they are totally not operating in the spirit of what the cannabis act was meant to do you know right.
1: exactly but,
0: and I, I still cannot emphasize how enough how violating it sounds to it feels to hear that they scan your id and actually log it because do. i remember in our group early discussions about the ontario cannabis store ocs people yeah. Said they were reluctant to order because they were worried that it kept their information. And it's like, well, what? why? What, what, what did they gain by doing that?
1: Right, know? exactly.
0: So I don't know. I wonder why they do that in Quebec. I what? don't know why they do. Quebec, you
1: know, our laws are very different for a lot of things, you know. Well, you
0: have an entirely different um, legal system, the Quebec Civil yeah. Code, just to let everybody yes. know. That's Whereas right. the rest of Canada is common law, they're common law provinces. So that's part of the
1: problem. <laughs> i mean, ask you something, too, if you don't mind. Yeah. You feel like living in Ontario, are you, like, laughing at Quebec? We're not laughing, but are you almost like, cheese, Louise, Quebec, what are you guys doing? Because we're in the midst of a pandemic, as you know. We're also currently focused on keeping the French language. Yes. Yeah. Give me a break. So I just want to know, like, even with that, you know, with the OCS, whatever, and how you guys handle your cannabis laws, do you feel like, geez, Louise, Quebec, get on board and stop?
0: I do. And I, and I, I feel that passionately, like my advocacy side is, is triggered by it because cannabis should be available to everyone who wants it. And especially exactly. everybody who needs it. Needs. Every adult who needs it should be able right. to access it. Right. But, you know, we see day to day with c- even questions in topics that come up in our group, which, mm-hmm. by the way, you know, we're at 450 members. And a lot of them are from Quebec, from the Montreal area. I noticed that they don't have ready access to the same supports. The mm-hmm. educational supports we have up here in Ontario, they don't have access to um the same type of store infrastructure uh when the cannabis act was passed one of the things they they established fev- federally was the right for individuals to grow four plants per household you know only two two provinces fought against that and one of them all the way to the same quote pro- supreme court do you know which province that is Quebec and yeah. which, what's the other and one? The other one was Manitoba, but Quebec took it to the, like is taking it further. And like, they took it all the way, basically. They really did not want their own citizens to be able to grow their own cannabis.
1: Oh my mercy. That is disgusting. Wow, what a shame. We focus on the wrong things out here. There's so many more important things because cannabis saves lives. I don't care what anybody says, and I don't care how anybody feels about that. Cannabis saves lives. It really does. And when you use it correctly, when you use it, you know what I mean, for certain sicknesses, Parkinson's disease, migraines, you know? There's cannabis bombs that you could put on your head to take away a migraine, which I've used as well. You know what I mean? Things like that. It relaxes your whole nervous system, your whole body instead of a pill that makes you vomit and has a million side effects you know we're just concerned it seems like the province of Quebec about money instead of people's health and it's the saddest thing that I have we like discovered this year we're only concerned about money and it's like no people are like dying because of there are so many pills that we are plugging our people with instead of natural things like cannabis like I don't get it and some people you know like my mom you know unfortunately my mom's unable to walk so let's just say she needed cannabis and stuff like that what would she have to do wait in the line you know what I mean pay $20 for a delivery fee she's on a pension right they don't they don't consider certain things especially when it comes to our elderly sorry
0: um I just caught $20 delivery fee is that what they charge about that yeah Okay, in Ontario, the Ontario Cannabis Store charges $5. Yeah,
1: so I've seen a $20 delivery fee before. Yeah. It wasn't a delivery of my own. It was one of my friends, but it was, yeah. yeah.
0: No, that, but like, again, it's the inequity of access. I don't. I, it gets my goat, and I really I, I would love to I know I've connected with some um, people in the medical cannabis field in Quebec through right. education and other organizations like you know the People's Alliance of Cannabis in Canada. So I hope uh, when uh, we start looking at the different advocacy angles and um, uh, projects that they you know we advance as a group that one of them is about the equity of access in
1: I hope so, provinces the like Quebec. And I also hope, too, like, you know, in the future, Kay, that you and I can link and do an event in public, not virtual. You know what I mean? In public, not virtual. You can, like, talk about the, you know, the uh, effects of cannabis, me too. And we, I do, I, you know, I'm the self-love person, so we can- Put it together, sis, because I think that we can educate so many people on this, like me being a non-smoker, but I take it in other ways, you being a smoker, you know what, how it feels, you know what I mean? Yes. Not not everyone's comfortable with, you know, like smoking, like me or whatever, but then some people are, you know? So I think that we have a platform here where we can educate so many people. Like, And we so need
0: to. And you know what? If not us, who? Right. Nobody else is doing it. Nobody else in the cannabis industry is trying to educate black women about cannabis. Right. Nobody, um, you know, like, so I, I totally agree and I'm definitely on board. I see a lot of ways we could, um, synergize our efforts because i'm yes. all about you know everybody winning so definitely i'd love for us to do that we're going to I really do really appreciate talking to you today I, and your enthusiasm and passion behind everything tell oh. everybody more about your website because i didn't really even get a chance to plug that
1: Ta- tell everybody you are a blogger I am a blogger. I'm an author. I made a film about mental health in the Black community, which I have to send to you. (laughs) Definitely did that. I'm working on my second documentary, which is also geared to that. And then I'm also doing something about Black women in the office, being a Black woman in the office. So um, I, I like to touch on those subjects because I feel like we haven't touched on them um my website you know as much as i love everyone my models the models that i use for my t-shirts they are all melanated because there's not enough of that so i put that out there so that's teased by miss trish i also have some mugs on there actually i can't audience can't see but some of them are with me you know what i mean they're all positive you know i can and i will and you know what i mean and i like to push self-love because i feel like that is where everything starts you know everything's a choice and everything starts with self-love and I'm happy to have discovered that in the weirdest way possible by hurt you know what I mean but it was okay because it was a lesson and I have to be grateful for that lesson so I feel like I know there's a lot of men and women in my position who are probably breaking their own hearts trying to like love too much you know what I mean or love are missing love for themselves and I just want to be the person to say no you got to love yourself first in order to progress to everything else. So that's basically what my website is all about. And um, on there too, you'll see my weekly episode of Coffee Chronicles, which I really want you to do with me too. Um, yes, so, they're, perfect yeah. right? they're,
0: they're perfect
1: little one minute chronicles. <laughs> yeah, they're perfect little one minute stuff. And sometimes they go the videos go a little bit longer, but I just talk about like life and things that people can relate to because, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to have outlets. So I want people to relate so what i'm saying you know what i mean it's it's all fun it's not personal it's never to target anybody it's just all entertainment because we need that especially now we yes. you know I mean? yes. especially Now we need that so that is what my website all about all about self-love all about entertainment and fun and yeah i i enjoy doing it very much it's near and dear to my heart for sure well what's on the horizon for 2021 for miss trish 2021. So like I said, I'm going to produce um, my other documentary, which is geared towards mental health in the Black community. Once more, it will be a part two. Uh, Thank you. Uh, The first one is used in a clinical study right now at the Jewish General Hospital. So they're using it for that. They've asked me for another one. So I'm going to improve on my skills, sound skills, lighting skills, all that stuff. That first documentary, I did it all by myself, all by myself. And from that, again, a lot to learn. So I'm pushing towards that Then I'm going to do the second one, which is being a black woman in the office. Um, I think that's something that we need to speak about as well. But I have to do that in animated form, Kadesha, because a lot of black women are still scared to speak about being black in the office, sadly. Um, I have a lot of submissions from stories and things like that. I'm in that, like in the submission form, I asked, would you like to be anonymous or would you like me to show your face? Everyone asked to be anonymous because they still fear certain repercussions from their jobs, but it's okay. I'm gonna do it in an animated animated phase where we talk about touching of the hair, where we talk about you know certain comments that are made. So we are shining light on melanated communities everywhere in the Miss Trish game for 2021, absolutely everywhere.
0: That sounds amazing. And you definitely hit on a point with the black women in the office because black women in the office are very reluctant to even discuss their cannabis use. There are a lot of um, black women I know who have even said in my DMS, I love to join your group, but I'm worried somebody will know, you know, yes. there were, the stigma associated with cannabis use in the black community sometimes feels stronger because right. of our perception of it. But, and, and I get why we hate right. ones racially targeted and discriminated for it, but it makes our work extra harder
1: to you. connect people to this beautiful plant. Exactly. To know that it's okay. Literally that it's okay. And it's sad, it's sad that you have melanated women coming to you saying, I can't be a part of your group because my work's going to see what, You know what I mean? So you can't be who you are outside of work. Like that's the thing. And this is what we need to shine light on, you know, and this is what my my aim is to do for 2021. I'm just shining light on some issues that need to be talked about. That's what I'm doing for 2021. Well,
0: wherever I can help you or connect you with resources that can help you, please let me know. Um, I will. You know, we've been doing our mental health check-ins every Wednesday in uh, Afro-Canada Bud Sisters over Zoom for the last, I want to say, six weeks. Okay. So definitely, um, you may want to come in on one of those because... I do.
1: I would. I would. I would. What time do those happen? They're usually around nine o'clock at night now. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Okay. I will check in on one of those for sure. Well, I want to give you a
0: chance to tell our audience a final time where they can find you on social media you know, because you've been sharing so much of yourself and I want to make sure they know
1: where to find you after Thank our, our taping. Thank you. Okay. So mainly you can find me on Instagram. I am all things, mistrish, Trish, just how it sounds all things, mistrish. Trish. And also, you can also check out my website. Um, which is www.allthingsmistress.com, which is also plugged on my Instagram. And lastly, I do do some YouTube videos as well, and that is my name once more, which is only Mistress TV, because it, it's like I couldn't pick All Things Mistress. Unfortunately, somebody has it. So, uh, Mistress, yeah, the audacity. <laughs> I know, but Mistress I do more story times on there. So you'll find out more crazy shit that I've been through if you go on my YouTube channel. And it's again just to resonate with the audience. It's nothing too serious and things like. Like that, but you know, it's just to encourage. You know, I've gone through this too. I don't have things all together like everybody, you know, may percept but I don't. So check it all out. I'm, I love everyone talking to everyone, reaching out to me. It's, it's really cool. And I don't bite. So ask me anything. Um, I, the only thing I could say nicely to all the gentlemen out there, I'm not interested because I'm just focused on myself. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be in do right, but I'm just uh, not interested. And going to have anybody, I'm just not interested you know so if you guys want to reach out talk about anything i am here i'm the self-love person but yeah that's that's where you can find me well thank you so much miss
0: trish for sharing with us today i really loved our chat today i really love that we got a chance to i'm i was waiting for us to have an opportunity to talk together and i'm glad we got to do this today and i really see future pairings of us in the future so thanks again Well, stay lifted sis you too love You've been listening to the Miss Weed Wiki podcast, and we thank you for your support.